Yeah, I wanted competition. This ain't what I envisioned. Guess everybody here is just gone soft. I had to step away, but I'm back and I can't explain how I found my purpose and yet they all lost. Y'all the reason these people believe in stars. I believe in carnage and telling them who's in charge. I was once supposed to be running the ship. Now I'm going to take the captains and place them at the bottom. Wait, of the what does this mean to play this out? I don't know what this means. Uh, it's we're live on air, Brandon. Let's do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> uh, what a what a start! What a start to the episode. Uh, you're fired, Brandon. Welcome to episode ten of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. The podcast where Brandon likes to watch Bill O'Reilly videos on YouTube before he goes on air. Brandon, Bill O'Reilly is a legend in this business. Okay. Anyway. I can't believe we're on episode 10, man. Ep like it feels like every episode is getting better and better. And I want to thank all the listeners that we've added just this week alone. The YouTube version with the video has been super popular. And I just want to remind everybody, the only thing we're slacking on right now is our followers on Instagram. So go like us on Instagram at a Kenny for your thoughts podcast. We post what, what the hell am I saying? We, I post amazing content every day including wrestling rumors uh audio clips from the show and various other graphics that i make while brandon's just twiddling his thumbs watching you know, bill o'reilly videos like i'm saving up my piggy bank money i'm gonna buy some followers bro don't worry it's coming <laughs> and right off the bat we do want to say thank you to our affiliates ethos coffee roasters if you haven't had a chance to go on ethosroasters.com, they are debuting their new holiday blend. And holy crap, it's amazing. I'm not just saying that. So they did combine two of their best coffee beans into one amazing holiday blend. And if you go check out their holiday blend, you might see your boys, one of the reviews on there. So we're not just big leaguing it on the podcast. We're big leaguing it all over the World Wide Web, folks. I still haven't gotten any coffee yet. I just wanted to know. And hey, let me tell go. you the reason, actually, Brandon. Let me tell you the reason why I don't want to send you anything. I texted you today. All right. Well, let's start off with a story. Let's hold on. Hold on, Brandon. Let's. <laughs> what is this? Let's start off the podcast with a story about loss. Okay. <laughs> the loss of your manhood. Because I texted you today to ask you, hey, are we going to WrestleMania, buddy? Tickets are on sale. Pre-sale starting right now. Tickets go on sale Friday. You ignored my text for about five <laughs> hours. No, and then and responded I... with your crappy I'm driving text, which I know is, <laughs> is bullshit. It was real. I was really driving with that text. Said, Just like the last time. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sending you fake driving text, you, man. You that lied to me. And then, and then, what did you say? You basically said, uh, "I think I'm gonna skip this one, buddy. Uh, I, I, maybe I'll go to the next one." Then I'm like, "How are you gonna skip this one? You already promised me you'd go." And then you're like, "Well, okay, I'll go, but no Raw or SmackDown." So it's like, "Are you going or not? Are you coming or going? What's going on?" We'll see. It's up in the air, bro. We got to work out the schedule here. You know, I, I want to be able to just dick around for a week, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do so, that. So, so wait, 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 wait. 
So watching WrestleMania is dicking around to you? No, I mean, like, you know, actually seeing the, the sights of the city, like, hanging out for a little bit. I might only have, like, a couple days to get off. I'm, so. I'm pissed off because, as you know, I'm from New York. So we have free room and board when we go up there because I have a ton of friends and family up there. At least I, think, I do. Maybe, are they cool? Maybe, are they sleeping over? I no, none of them yeah. because they're, they're already pissed off. They, they, <laughs> they're going to listen to this episode of the podcast and be like, I don't want to house him. He didn't even want to come here. So, but anyway, it's going to be cold, probably, maybe, possibly. A little bit, a little bit, probably. But anyway, Brandon, I hope we go to WrestleMania. I won't go with you, if anything. I'll just go have a good time by myself and all my friends that live in New York. I don't even know why I asked you. We'll see what's up, man. We'll see. Anyway, I would like- maybe like to go to the event and then maybe pop back. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> So I did want to call attention again to our social media. Um, our Instagram has actually, we've had some loyal followers. I, we haven't had a lot, like I said, right now, uh, but we do have some loyal ones. And one of the biggest followers that we have that have just always engaged on our posts and, and really make it fun uh, is a band called the Clarences. The Clarences? Oh, yeah, the Clarences, buddy. So give a sh- let's give a shout out to the band, the Clarences. Shout They're out. from... <laughs> they're from Oakland, California. They've been around for 12 years. Their website is theclarences.com and you can find them on YouTube and Instagram as well. So I want to give you all a shout out. Thank you so much for engaging on our sh- social media more so than Brandon. Thanks guys. You're Brandon, doing my job. <laughs> I was going to say, do you even know our Twitter handle or our Instagram handle at this point? Yeah. Instagram dot com slash a kitty for your thoughts podcast right <laughs> yes yeah so another thing another thing i do want to call attention to is uh that beginning song that you heard that drew mcintyre remix holy crap that thing has blown up this week it's been that fire that's actually from wrestle and flow i'm gonna actually post a link in the description to all his social media that's freaking fire bro drew mcintyre actually posted that himself so his page has blown up this week and i want to thank him personally for letting us use that on the podcast so we actually do have permission to use that from him which is awesome don't come after us youtube so you know something else before we get into a huge week in wrestling something else i I did notice but listening to episode nine do you realize that you called the segment uh you called it going down on WCW. Then the rest of the segment, you called it don't sleep on WCW. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that one. I Wait. think. Yeah. I don't remember <sighs> if it was, they didn't like it. Consistency, it Brandon. Consistency. I was all over the place that night. I was just so hyped <laughs> for those themes, you know. But let's get into Raw. Let's get into Raw and SmackDown, man. Because, uh, you know, it's funny. I think you jinxed it. I remember after we watched Raw, you said, Oh man, this is gonna be the week that Raw was good, but SmackDown, you know, we're just gonna be like, oh shit. And SmackDown freaking delivered if as much, if not more, than Raw. Crazy. This was like the best week in wrestling in a while. I I haven't felt this excited about wrestling since like I was a kid. Yeah, you know, you know, they they have their their down periods, but they always seem to step it up, like right before the, the big pay-per-views, man. They give us what we you want, know, man. I'm still hype. You know, I'm hype for, for these pay-per-views coming up. I'm going to be hyped for Mania. They know what they're doing when they need to. You're, you're going to be hyped for the Mania that you're not going to. Okay, anyway. 
Um, I feel like WWE was forced to hit the reset button this week, and they did such a good job with it. I mean, so let's get right into it. Um, we had Raw. You know, we had a development on Braun Strowman. I mean, he's basically running roughshod. I've seen the general consensus is that the people, fans I'm talking about, have feel like Braun Strowman's cooling off. I don't necessarily feel like that. I feel like he's picking up steam. You know, I feel like he's still the same old Braun Strowman. In fact, we're seeing him getting up to that the point where he is going to be the universal champion, whereas others feel like, you know, okay, I'm sick of Braun Strowman. All right. How do you feel? No, I, I still dig Braun. Um, I, I'm okay with them not pulling the trigger right now. I think they still have time to sort of build this up and slow, slow burn it a little bit. Bring them along. I mean, you don't want them winning all the time because then they'll get tired of them that way. Right, so. exactly. It's like I feel like you're damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't. Because if if he had won the universal title and stuff, they would have been like, oh, Braun's getting stale and I don't like this and this and that. And it's like they're forcing them down our throats. And it's like no matter what, you're going to have you know people that are going to complain. But as a general consensus, Braun Strowman's doing very, very well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the rumble. You know what I mean? So right. he's going to be universal champion sooner rather than later. And um, now, yeah. And since Brock is still the champion, now you got an even more interesting match. Once we discuss the other show, but go on. Yeah, very much. So there's your teaser. If you haven't seen SmackDown, but you know, then you had, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey out there, uh, Baron Corbin putting his hands on her. You know, <laughs> and then Ronda Rousey just absolutely destroying him, which was great. It makes him look better as a heel and her better as a baby face. So a, a plus on that one. Uh, you know, we had some some matches that we don't probably need to talk about, but let's let's get into, you know, the Seth Rollins interview. Um, we finally got an answer from Dean Ambrose and it was kind of uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> why, did you, why did you feel uncomfortable about? i didn't feel uncomfortable but what i what i mean by that is they kind of played off emotion it was kind of cool like it is a little bit for lack of a better term kind of a dick move to bring roman reigns into this when he's ha you know has cancer right, right now right. and i'm not saying that in a, in a in a real life sense i think it's cool that they're bringing roman reigns in when he's not actually part of the show i'm talking about like if we're talking from a kayfabe aspect, you know, and Dean Ambrose really did betray Seth Rollins on the night that Roman announced that he had cancer, it is the most dick move to burn the shield gear and talk shit about Roman as he's doing it too. And say, you were never my brothers and this, and oh, I picked that night, that night, and you know, you know what I mean? So it was uncomfortable in that sense, uncomfortable oh, right, right, if yeah. you watched it from that aspect. Oh yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I really liked what uh, what they did here with Dean, uh, just saying, you know, you know, look, you guys are making me weak, man. You guys are holding me back. Oh, I loved it. It was it was a perfect thing for a heel to Anything, say. Yeah, yeah. He needs to break out of this out of this thing, you know, show what he can do, and then just burning the vest, man. He doesn't need that vest. The vest just holding him down. Yeah. Dean Ambrose, very strong friends. promo and i mean we're just on the cusp of him turning heels so i'm excited because like i i, I alluded to this in a in a couple episodes ago dean ambrose is going to be a better heel than he ever was a baby face so i'm excited um the next thing to touch on drew mcintyre 
So the chosen one. Drew McIntyre comes out with what might be the best promo of the show, and he just runs Kurt Angle down saying he's nothing but an embarrassment and this and that. Now there are rumors. A lot of people, you know, are shitting all over the fact that Drew McIntyre just completely obliterated. I'm saying obliterated again. So <laughs> completely <laughs> obliterated. Uh again. Kurt Angle. That's that's coach's word of the day, I know. <laughs> but the rumor is that Kurt Angle himself actually proposed that storyline. So now you fuckers can shut the hell up because <laughs> if Kurt Angle's the one that proposed that storyline, you have no reason to be offended because Kurt Angle is self-aware. He knows he's not the Kurt Angle that he was 20 years ago, and he's wanting to give a rub to a younger guy, a guy that for you fans who don't pay attention to other organizations, when he was doing his farewell tour in TNA, he gave the rub to Drew Galloway, his real name, to Drew Galloway at that time. So he's just doing it again in WWE. Kurt is all about giving back. Right. Exactly. He's giving back to the business. You know, he's working with his quote unquote son. He's taking pictures uh, with him on social media. Like, I, I, that's just a joke because he literally said, Me and my son with quotation marks, uh, Jason Jordan. It's like, damn it, Kurt, kayfabe, kayfabe, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, with, with Drew, I mean, all of that was good. Balor came out, led into a match with Ziggler. That was a great match. I actually enjoyed Ziggler's uh, involvement in those promos. He played good background to uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, and that's what he should do because yeah, he's not the star. Great. When Drew's like, yeah, you, you, you're not going to wrestle me. <laughs> you're going to wrestle Drew McIntyre. And if you can beat Drew McIntyre, maybe you could, you know, be on my level. Take it, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the tag team clusterfuck. I don't even want to get into it because I feel so bad for the Raw tag team division right now. It's just it's just so bad. You're not, you're not feeling it right now? Not feeling it. Not feeling it at all. I mean, I I can barely name a strong tag team on raw right now. And that's more so perception than the superstars themselves. It's just not good booking right now. In my opinion, what do you think things are going with Bobby Roode and Chad Gable? Are they just going to God, if it doesn't lead break up or what's going on, if it doesn't lead to them feuding and like Bobby Roode turning heel, I don't know what it was all for because they didn't need this storyline. Um, but anyway, that, that'll lead me to, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar actually showed up uh, oh, yeah. on this episode and then uh, was talking a lot of crap about AJ Styles, uh, built him up a little bit, and then Jinder Mahal interrupts, which is probably in the grand scheme of things a little hint hint to, to us because, as you recall, a year ago, Jinder Mahal was the champion, faced AJ Styles the week before Survivor Series in Manchester, England. And loses the title to AJ Styles, who then replaces Ginger to face Brock Lesnar. This year, we're getting AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar 2. And I'll leave it at that for now. Wow. But maybe there were some little hints right there that we missed out on. This guy is paying attention to the details right now. Yes. Speaking of details... Bobby Lashley showed you every detail of every muscle that he had on his body, my friend. I and mean, he was in the poses. Phenomenal. Leo Rush just 
he makes me think Bobby Lashley is a god because <laughs> the way he describes Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> Michelangelo himself couldn't dream up Bobby Lashley, but he's just awesome, man. Uh, Leo Rush is making Bobby Lashley look amazing, and we'll probably get into Bobby Lashley a little bit later in a segment that we do here. Um, but let's talk about Elias. Oh man, because I was hoping he would be good as a baby face, but sometimes you, you you wonder what if you know maybe WWE doesn't develop his character as well as a baby face. I am so glad to say he is better as a baby face than he was as a heel, and that's saying something. Yeah, it's great, man. It was like seamless transition. You know, he still kept all the best aspects of his character. He's able to just, you know, switch to the other side. He's a good guy, but it still works, man. It's effective. Even better, actually, in some cases. You know, I didn't I didn't think about it in the way you just said it. It was very seamless. He didn't have a period where he almost tried to establish baby face things. He just kind of jumped into it and said, like, I'm the same guy, but you cheer me now. And you know, the picking up the phone and calling child protective services <laughs> this is the thing and Freaking awesome, man. i want people to understand what i'm about to say here if you read that on paper it is hokey it is cheesy it is a gimmick that could be or a segment that could go the way of the old day segment that the new day did it very takes few a, people, yeah, they yes, pull it off and do it right. Very yeah. few people can take that segment and make it gold the way he did. And I don't want anyone sleeping on that fact because, again, on paper, that segment is crap, but he did it so well. And then Leo Rush responded to it very well. Right, Elias hit it out of the park, man. He had the crowd in the palm of his hand during that segment. He He loses the match, but. You know, that's that's still good. It man. doesn't he matter still, that he's matter, so strong yeah. as a baby face, it doesn't matter. Plus, you know, it was a count out victory. He yeah, they, they, they were they cheated. You know, he pulled a, a Leo Rush pulled a James Ellsworth. Remember James <laughs> Ellsworth did that to uh to Braun Strowman? I think it was at Survivor Series 2016. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I not supposed to bring up James Ellsworth to you, Brandon? You know what? I don't know if James Ellsworth is gonna be comfortable with you bringing up the fact that he cheated. I never said he cheated. I never said he cheated. You said he cheated just now. <laughs> so again, again, you have a problem with James Ellsworth. Wow, I can't believe you just turned this on me again. I did I didn't turn anything. I said that you know James Ellsworth did the same spot. He's a great performer and uh, I respect okay. him. Yeah, yeah. And then you said he cheated. Fantastic. Wow. He's fantastic at cheating now. Anyway, <laughs> so that leads us to Actually, there's a segment there that was a little bit confusing to me. What oh, the hell was up with Bailey versus Sasha Banks? Oh, yeah. He just buried them for no reason. I wonder if they just they needed to fill time and they were like, oh, maybe we'll just put, maybe they didn't have, because they didn't have another women's match on. I guess. Like, the night, so maybe they, they were like, oh, no, because they had Tamina, Ember Moon, Tamina. Yeah, I, I don't right. know why they, why they. Squeeze like, that they in. They could have just they could have done a backstage a backstage segment. They didn't have to like bury them in a match. Like I don't I don't I didn't agree with that. They, um, well, you know what? Maybe it was it was sort of you know a nod to them, like you know, hey, you know, Sasha and Bailey, they kind of kicked this whole thing off. 
they sort of got the ball rolling over in NXT and, you know, just sort of reminding you of that by having them have a match. I, I just, I just don't think there's an excuse for it. I, I mean, it did lead to the greatest segment. Might have been the best segment of the week. Oh, yeah. here's, but here's a segment that I think should have, th- this should have been what Evolution had as a go home segment. You know what I mean? I understand I why. Know. I kind of like having Orton hit the pose. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. My SmackDown DVR, that was actually the cover art, was Orton oh, hitting nice. the pose. I was like, so they, they actually finally realized they're like, we're just going to put that as the, the cover art because he does it every week at the end of the show anyway. But anyway, <laughs> back to what's important here. Uh, you know, we see backstage all of a sudden freaking Ronda Rousey's in a disarmor and Becky Lynch has her. And I heard the place just explode because they knew they're like, oh shit, Becky's got her. And Becky was already so over as that segment started. And it only got better as it went along. Because the man comes out walking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. She had that swag in her step. Oh my God, it was such a good visual. I like what she had on with just the the SmackDown shirt, the jeans. She should like wrestle like that. I feel like she doesn't need to wrestle in the like sort of wrestling get up. Yeah, I mean it doesn't like, matter to me. Cool I think like, yeah. it doesn't matter to me what she wears or anything like that. I mean, I I think she just hits it out of the park with whatever she does. But you know, she get she basically taunts the Raw roster because you got all the Raw Survivor Series women in the ring, and then the SmackDown women hit the ring and they a brawl just starts. Now, what we really failed to see on the main broadcast is when Becky hits the ring, Nia Jax just punches her straight in the (laughs) face. And I want people to understand, everyone was like, oh, Becky broke her nose. No, Becky broke her face, as in orbital bone here, nose, and there was blood everywhere. Now... It sucks because, you know, I'm going to lead up to it, but even though this might be a rough week for Becky Lynch fans, in the grand scheme of things, that's going to be the best visual of her career. I know, That was the dude, best thing was, that could have happened to her. That was insane because, yeah, we were, like, watching it live, and then it's like, dude, her face looks all bloody. Like, like what the heck's going on? Yeah, we were like, is she is she bleeding? Yes. And then they cut to her, and we're like, okay. Yeah, she's just, like, 100%. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. I was like, oh, snap. She went yeah. hard way. But, but when I'm, she was, like, yeah. when she was just taking it to throwing it out to the crowd and stuff, like, oh, it's just like, great. oh, my God. She's got so much charisma, man. And the shots in the crowd of her, like, like just doing like all that. Ah, oh, man. Like, if you weren't a Becky Lynch fan before, I bet you're on the Becky Lynch train now. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm jumping on the wagon because I I have to say honestly, um, when they were coming out of NXT, I guess it was sort of her, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, I thought Sasha Banks was really going to be the standout of those of those three and those two would sort of just get lost in the shuffle like boy was i wrong i mean i mean now you were right for a little bit and then yeah exactly becky just comes out of nowhere and just is like right now i dare i say she's the most popular superstar in the roster man or woman like she's the it star right now like she's she's the one that like not not the marquee star right now, but more so like the star you got to watch yeah. on the come up. And 
it like I said, right now it sucks, but in the grand scheme of things, that bloody nose and that broken face is the best thing that could happen to her. Best thing in terms of her career. Because you you know unfortunately, so let's I guess let's get to SmackDown here. Unfortunately, right. you know, I po first of all, I posted so much on our social media about Becky Lynch the next day because I was so freaking excited for that match. Right. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. It was going to be the match of Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Then we yeah. start hearing the rumblings, you know, from Fightful.com. And it says Becky might not be cleared. Then SmackDown goes on air. We get confirmation. Becky has a broken face. She is not cleared. She has a concussion. She's not going at Survivor Series. My heart broke. Like, absolutely devastated me as a fan. And devastated me that she had worked up so much to yeah. this point, and she deserves this match. the The only other thing I could think of that you know broke my heart, maybe not as much, but like Alexa Bliss getting pulled from Evolution because I knew she was a Trish Stratus fan. But you know, things happen for a reason, and what I feel is the reason this happened was that WWE had to change some plans here, and what ended up happening is they announced that Becky said that she would announce her replacement for the match. And it led to a really great segment. I think the yeah, line of think about the segment, them bringing out all the ladies and perfect. Sort of I thought it was perfect because okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I like that WWE realizes that if you don't explain things in kayfabe, that the fans will shit all over it. Because if they had just announced that Charlotte Flair was going to replace Becky Lynch, fans would have hated it. But now, so if you take your most over superstar, Becky Lynch, and you have her stand in the ring with all the women and say, I'm going to handpick who's going to face Ronda Rousey, who I think can beat Ronda Rousey. And then she continues the storyline and says, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't fucking like her, but I respect Charlotte Flair. You know, right. we were friends for many years kind of thing. She gives her a hug and basically says, you yeah, can do he, this. You got this. Yeah, even though she uh, she pulled the curtain call, like that other Rudy Pooh. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't I, a curtain I, call. I, I think it was basically like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt, and I know you're the one that can do it. I don't think it's going to hurt them in the sense of, you know, when Becky comes back, she doesn't have to play nicey-nice with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, no, no. Although... Yeah, like I think the reason there's a reason they they went with that because I foresee four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Uh, so mania, maybe not mania, but I foresee it happening. Okay. Um. So I think there's a reason why they played nicey nice like that. Uh. But line of that promo when Becky looks at the camera and says, "You you say you're the baddest bitch on the planet. I say you're the luckiest." You know, because yeah. she can't wrestle her. Becky Lynch is just so witty. That's like she comes up with stuff, and I'm just like, how? How? And she's she's like the best promo right now. And it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it, it's like out of nowhere. It's like I, yeah, I, I'm 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 digging it, man. I'm digging what's going on. I, I wasn't expecting it. It's coming out of nowhere. Do you think you know now that she's had this injury? And it seems like they had to sort of, you know, change plans and almost hot shot the angle with uh, Charlotte and uh, Rousey touching right now at this pay per view. Instead, do you think they'll somehow get Becky? Okay, has Becky so let's talk. Let's media? talk. That's exactly where I was going to go with that. Which is this: 
I think what you do, and I think what they are doing, is they're basically taking Becky and Charlotte, and they're doing this. They're switching them. So what they're doing essentially is they realize what they have with Becky Lynch. They thought Charlotte was, I guess for lack of a better term, the man, right? (laughs) So they thought Charlotte was the one they were going to go with. But now they're seeing money in Becky Lynch. So now all of this unfortunate news has happened. But again, maybe it happens for a reason. The rumors were Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 35 as the first female main event of WrestleMania. But now I would not be surprised to see Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, WrestleMania 35 main event. And I would pay a lot of money to see that match. So, I mean, again, things happen for a reason. I think that's why it happened. Because now we get Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. And then we get to wait and have a real good buildup for WrestleMania for Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Hey, you know what? It could it could sell sell nicely for them, you know, coming up. Even though they've had some injuries and a lot of unfortunate things, it's still almost kind of working out in a strange way. And then you know that makes me wonder. With all the injuries going on, all the rewrites. Is that why SmackDown was the pace that it was this week? Did it cause the entire show to be written, the entire roster to be shooken up a little bit? It's possible. I- I'm wondering. I, I mean, probably so. I mean, because you ended up having another really big thing happen later on in the night. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about that. So we have AJ Styles cut a promo at the beginning of the show and basically say this year he's going to take down Brock Lesnar. Now, Daniel Bryan comes out, and you know, it's funny. I was wondering, like, what are they doing with him? Because he comes out and he says, if you say my name one more time, I'm going to punch you in the face. And it was like, that's not like Daniel Bryan to say something like that. Like, I don't understand where he's coming from. That's kind of heelish. Boy, was I on the right track because, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden they break out into a brawl, you know, after AJ Styles kind of taunts him. He's like, but you mean so when people ask me who I respect, I shouldn't say Daniel Bryan <laughs> and then Eximon gets punched <laughs> in the awesome. mouth and they have a break apart brawl. Shane McMahon gets in the middle. AJ Styles says, give me Daniel Bryan. I'll put the title on and they make the match. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And I'm like. As a fan, I, I would say an educated fan, I go, they're not doing what I think they're doing, are they? Hey, so you're already. I well, it's it. I don't want to say it like, well, I knew like I'm not ever on this podcast, I will never be one of those who goes, I knew that was happening, guys. I know that I knew that Daniel Bryan would go, go there. I'm gonna call it out right now. There's a podcast, I think his name's AC from New York. Squaring the circle. Holy crap. He talks like that. I fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'll I'll call his ass out right now. No, I'll call his ass out right now because he has so many subscribers. And I'm like, the fuck? Why do people want to listen to this is trash? This is absolute trash. Brandon, you would love a podcast like that. You fuck. (laughs) It sounds like something I could just put on right before bed. Like, yeah. Anyway, so 
I'm never going to be like that. But what I am going to say is I kind of went, they're not doing what I think they're doing, are they? No, that, that can't be. That can't be. AJ Styles is going to face Brock Lesnar, especially since Brock Lesnar wasn't supposed to be in the match anyway. It was supposed to be Roman Reigns. So I'm like, you know, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles made a lot of sense. I think that was the match that was supposed to happen. Things things happened. Roman, unfortunately, you know, had his cancer diagnosis. So they went with Brock Lesnar versus AJ for the second year in a row. There's no way they're going to change that match again. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, man. This is just crazy, man. And then, yeah, and then the finish. I mean, I was what stunned. You- I was stunned. And I'm talking about like, we were there WrestleMania 30 when the streak ended. I was like, I had that look on my face. <laughs> the bug eyed, like the uh, bug eyed. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I couldn't believe what I saw because Daniel Bryan's had this miraculous return real life. And that's what I love about what WWE is doing with a lot of these storylines. They're mixing in real life. He's been the consummate baby face. The guy that said, fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. And he's come back and he's had the story. He's faced the Miz who told him off and he's been a baby face throughout the whole thing. I'm like, there's no way. And then sure enough, the referee goes down and he kicks him in the crotch. And I go, no way. Even then, I'm like, no, no way. Uh, that you know, he's he's just gonna be a tweening baby face kind of thing. Right. And then he so gets he that look. Maybe, but he gets that look of like, and he did it so well. The look of like, I have a choice here. Either I do the same damn thing that I've always been doing and fight the good fight and ultimately lose this match. Or I can become the freaking WWE champion again. That's right. All of that was said just in that look. And that's great acting and storytelling. Because sure enough, he goes, to hell with it. I want to become WWE champion. That's right. He finally took the Miz's advice, bro. He's willing to do whatever. He sold out. He sold out in that sense. And, you know, it it was almost uncomfortable, I guess is the right word. That's the word of the podcast this week. It was almost uncomfortable to watch because you're watching a man who you know has these mor- mora- these sorry these morals and and he just sold it all of it out to win the WWE title. Now in a real life sense, you're like, holy crap, Daniel Bryan is the freaking WWE champion, and that's amazing. And in another real life sense, you go, this man has to get checked out every single time he wrestles, and he's facing freaking Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Oh my God, I'm worried about Daniel Bryan's neck and his you know, head. I feel like Lesnar's safe though. Like he, he's brutal with it. I feel like he can be if he wants to, but like I feel like Daniel Bryan will be like, nope, don't go safe on me, bro. <laughs> just, just sleep me around here. Yeah, do what you would normally do. And uh yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 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 excited for the match, but I'm worried. Like I'm really worried. And and I'm talking about as a person, I'm worried about Brian Danielson. Uh but as a fan, I'm excited to see that match, and that that'll steal a show. I'm glad they've made some changes to the Survivor Series to make me want to watch again. I think that's the biggest news of it. I think if they had just left Charlotte versus Ronda, you kind of go, oh, I don't know. But now that Daniel Bryan's won the WWE title, you go, okay, all right, that's exciting. Right. I got something else to see. Been, right, and this has been one of those matches sort of people kind of wanted to see. Like from a while back, I remember there's right. sort of the base we're having, like, oh, you can't have, you know, Daniel Bryan beat 
Well, I posted it on our social media. And yeah, I was going back and forth. So I posted it on our Instagram. I basically reminded people, I said, remember when John Cena got suplexed 16 times at SummerSlam 2014? He was penciled in after Daniel Bryan was injured. So that storyline was supposed to be Daniel Bryan getting manhandled like that. Makes a lot more sense, right? Because John Cena just, you're like, why did he get dominated like that? Makes more sense that the five foot nine Daniel Bryan would get dominated in that manner uh, by Brock Lesnar. And I think that would have been a lot bigger of an impact if that had happened because people would have been like, to hell with you, Brock Lesnar. I can't believe you did that. Um, So I reminded people of that on our social media. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see that type of match at a Survivor Series. Of course with a lot more um offense from Daniel Bryan, but yeah. we have an interesting dynamic now which is a heel versus heel match. Yeah. I mean, what now do you do Bryan, there? Yeah. Now that Bryan's willing to sort of do whatever it takes to win, could you actually have Bryan maybe beat Lesnar? Right. And 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 does he win by because hook Yeah, exactly. And it's like and if he loses to Lesnar, how do you protect a guy that just turned heel? And I'm not talking about protecting in terms of safety. I'm talking about in terms of character. How do you protect him? It's going to be interesting to see. Wait, what's the, is there like any sort of stipulation? Like, is it no disqualification or is it sort of like. There, there is that? no there is no stipulation that I've heard of. It's just a straight up match. So, match. OK, so they can pull some shenanigans. They can pull some shenanigans. You know, the referee can take a bump, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so who knows? I mean, who knows it? There's so many options, but I think it's good that we have options. I think it's good that we can't be like, here, this is what's going to happen. This is how I see it going down. It's better as a viewer. And as a fan, if we're like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen because I just, I just want to watch it and see how it plays out. So it goes, yeah. So at least now we got, you know, two big matches to look forward to. With uh, you know Charlotte and Rousey, and now Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. So this pay per view is still working out, even though there's been a lot of craziness going on with people in and out with injuries. You, you still got something to look forward to, right? And uh, I mean, again, I I just want to reiterate, I'm so disappointed that Becky Lynch can't wrestle. Like she was the reason I was looking forward to this pay per view, and. I'm excited for her to come back and, uh, you know, Becky, come back healthy. We're waiting for you. I promise you as a collective unit, we're waiting for you. And uh, I think, uh, you know, what's sad to see. How do you feel about Nia Jax? Because a lot of people are shitting on her now. She took, you know, <laughs> right. she took out the most popular superstar currently. Right. Yeah. And that's like weird. Now I feel like everybody's like, oh man, she, she's unsafe. Or she's green and stuff like that. So it's like, oh man, it's rough, man. I don't know. Stuff happens. You could argue, you know, should she have even been in that match? Yeah, I'll give you it's my take. Tough to say. Um, I'll give you my yeah. take. I, I, I've seen it on social media, and, and this is the part I disagree with. I've seen so many people call attention to her weight and size and her looks and this and that. I don't care what she did. You don't have to personally attack her. Don't. It, it's not worth it. It's not even the problem. Even if she did something wrong, that's not the way to go. You don't per attack a person just because you might not like that they injured a superstar. What I will say, I personally think, you know, when there were certain other times where she kind of botched and kind of hurt people, she hurt Bailey, things like that. 
I was okay with that. That's the nature of the business. That's that's what happens. This time around, this is like the third or fourth incident. I'm kind of like, all right, something needs to happen because she's being a little unsafe. And it's not like, in my opinion, from what I saw, from what they showed, it's not like Becky caught her from behind or something and she kind of just turned around and hit her. This was a straight punch to the face. (laughs) As in, she had time to kind of gear up, see that where Becky was in terms of distance, and kind of pull the punch a little bit. So I feel like she had time, especially watching the slow-mos. She didn't have to get, maybe she was too excitable and she just freaking jaw jacked Becky. Right. But then that that's, so that's where I go. Maybe she is unsafe. And it, it pains me to say that because I don't like to be critical of, of these performers, you know, putting their body in those, on the line. And this isn't ballroom dancing. This is, this is professional wrestling. You know what I mean? They are throwing punches at faces and stuff, but I am a little bit critical of her right now. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like that. And you know, I'm a Nia Jax fan. You know that she's not like most girls. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I hate to sort of put it all on her, you know, for what happened. I mean, you know, stuff happens. They're moving pretty fast, and like you said, they're you know, it's not ballroom dancing. They're throwing punches. Um, I I don't think she went in there, you know, intentionally. Oh, to not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It, like, uh, but yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't look too good right now. Yeah, it's just the number uh, of do you times. Think this is going to affect anything with her storylines moving forward, or not really? I think cause... I think so. I think so because you know there are rumors that at first it was like, oh, it's no big deal; these things happen. But apparently, that attitude changed quickly because they kind of started to realize this has happened before with her. And again, it's not the first time; it's not the second time; it might not even be the third time. It's like the fourth time, and now it's a week before Survivor Series, and what was going to be the biggest match of the card. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't put a lot of trust into someone like that. And unfortunately, you know, this might be there might be some reprimanding because of this, you know, Uh, uh, man, that's that's tough, man. Uh, Hopefully they figure it out. I mean, even though it's bad, at least it hasn't completely destroyed the other storylines. So they've been able to sort of work around it. So I guess we'll see where it goes from here. But man. It, it it made for a great visual, I have to say. I mean, yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Uh, it did. I mean, like I said, things happen for a reason. So, I mean, with that being said, this has just been. I feel like that whole segment. I was like, bah, 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 bah. but there's just so much that happened in this week of wrestling. Like these are the weeks that make me excited to be a wrestling fan. And these are the weeks that make me even more excited that I started a wrestling podcast because we get to talk about it. We get to relive these moments and not for $9.99 on the WWE Network, but for free on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and whatever crappy programs you use to stream uh, podcasts, Brandon. It's probably in Russian and it's on some Alta Vista site that has some crack for it. I love using cracks. <laughs> Why do I throw to you to, for lines? Because I should always know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, Brandon, I, I do want to let you know that we, we do have a special guest. Um, what? Yeah, we, we do have a special guest. And that guest is going to give us some insight 
on who he feels should be the first African-American WWE champion. Whoa, so I don't want to keep Yeah, I don't want to keep him too long. So we probably should get into him. Man, not uh, like not like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, let's see where this goes. Yeah, so let, let's cut to him. Can he fool your thoughts? Okay, so now it's time for our special guest here to talk about who he feels should be the first black WWE champion. We have Mr. Brandon Brown. Brandon, how are you? Who wants to walk with Brandon Brown? I mean, I know I do. <laughs> yeah. So, Brandon, uh, give us a little background on yourself. Uh, you know, what makes you qualified to talk about who you feel is the first black WWE champion or who should be the first black wor- world champion? You know, I really don't know. I don't think I am qualified. I'm probably the least qualified. But I'm going to give it a shot, you know. Wow. And I do see you're wearing a shirt that says, I finished the broken yoke challenge. So it seems like you're someone who, when a challenge is presented to you, you like to conquer it. Is that true? That's right, man. I just kept shoveling it in my face until I got it down. I kept it down. Wow. Really inspiring stuff, Brandon. So are you aware of... Don't slow down when you're eating because (laughs) that's when it all goes downhill. Just power through inspirational words brandon speaking of inspirational words do you remember the 1992 world title win of ron simmons in wcw um i do actually yeah i remember the title win uh it's pretty cool i mean i didn't think much about it at the time it was you know just another guy sort of winning the title um but yeah no i remember it so let me let me all jokes aside let's drop it for a second i do want to give people background here on me um i grew up in new york guys i grew up in a, in a melting pot of people and races and i just want to let you know that seeing ron simmons win the world title you know it meant so much to me much less the black community for him to win the world title it meant so much to watch him do what he did and there's a guy in the front row they cut to when he wins and he's just pouring tears and that to me is an iconic image of ron simmons becoming the first black world champion in wcw history i should say dang that's pretty crazy with it man yeah no um i didn't know it sort of affected you that way um but i guess so at the time because i guess there wasn't much of that happening yeah, man, it was a, unfortunately a different time, but you know that brings us to 2018 and and something that me and you actually do have heavy discussions about because in 2018 we still don't have a black WWE champion. Now there is debate on that because me and you have argued whether that includes the world heavyweight title, whether that would include the universal title, or if it's just the lineage of the WWE title. So what are your thoughts on that? Which which title would would you like to see someone of Black Heritage win? Well, <laughs> first of all, I, I will say um, 
in all sort of seriousness, um, I, I, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh man, like there needs to be sort of a black champion. Right. You know, I agree with you. To, to feel validated or something like that. Or, you know, I'm not one of those people that say, you know, WWE needs to crown a black champion, you know, in order just to cause. just cause or to, right. you know, be with the times or something like that. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't put that much emphasis on it or, or care about it that much. You know, if it happens, it happens. Um, I'm still going to watch the product, you know, even if even if there never is, you know, a black quote black champion, um, I'm still going to watch the product and enjoy the product. Um, again, it's you know, it's their company, it's their product. They can put the bill on who they want. Um, but we sort of like joked that you know, or at least I, I joked that there's never been a black champion. And when I say that, I mean there hasn't been necessarily a black champion of the WWE brand. Right. And, and this sense. is where this is where we get into the argument, because I've said, well, Booker T has held the world heavyweight title, which was the equivalent of the company title at the time. And and what was your argument to that? Right. You're right. Yeah. My thing was, uh, yes, Booker T won that belt. But to me, that belt is, you know, a WCW belt or it's it's got its own sort of lineage in line that's separate from the actual WWF, WWE, that their company, like their company belt. Right. So that belt to me, yes, it's a world championship belt, but it's not WWE's world championship belt. And so because of that, now that that comp now that WCW, you know, is no more, the WWE championship belt is the actual belt or the more important belt, the more prestigious right. belt, I guess. And this and this is where we get controversial in that sense because you know a lot of people will say, well, you know, the universal title is the equivalent of the WWE title at current times, where you know some other people might say, well, the WWE title is the WWE title. There is no mistaking it. That is the company title that went back from day one that went all the way back to the WWF, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the point you're trying to bring across is you feel that. There's never been a, a black world champion that represents the belt in the company. Right. So that brings us to, to a question <laughs> I have for you. That was exactly what I was going to ask you. Who can do it? Because uh, under, you know, basically your criteria, that, that disqualifies every, every African-American superstar on Monday Night Raw. Because they only have the universal title to fight for. Uh, right. Well, yeah, which makes it interesting. It's, I'm thinking, you know, who's got what it takes to actually, to me, the, the universal title is a little bit more, I don't want to say prestigious. I guess this is a little more important than the WWE title over in SmackDown in that I feel like the universal title is the title of the Raw brand of their flagship brand. So you company. think, and this kind of contradicts what you said earlier, and I'm just trying to get insight here. Right. You are now saying that you feel the universal title is the title right. currently, because currently. I think from discussions that we've had, the way you feel is, you know, you got, I don't want to say smaller superstars, but you have certain guys on SmackDown that are wearing the title, but you got the Roman Reigns and the Brock Lesnar's and right. the it guys winning the universal title over on raw. So right. that being said, are you telling me the opposite, which is you feel that if, you know, a, a black man won the universal title, that it would mean more 
than if you won it on the WWE title on SmackDown? Well, yeah, in this discuss- yeah, for this purposes of this discussion, yes, I think it would mean more to have, you know, a black superstar win the universal title than it would be to win the WWE title over on SmackDown. Gotcha. Even though okay. the WWE I mean, it's weird cuz and you actually I hope you get a chance maybe you can do another show about this and explain sort of the lineages or the belts or how they came to be. Uh we talked about it a little bit beforehand. Right. But um yeah, even though the WWE title, I guess, is sort of the a unified, you know, old WCW belt, the old the world old, heavyweight title, right? right with the, with the WWE, belt, yeah. right? It, that's sort of mashed together. But you know, Raw has made a universal title, so like to me, that is the flagship belt, right? And I see where you're coming from in terms of mainstream exposure. Like you, it, the person winning the universal title in your eyes means more to the mass audience. Uh, but in my opinion, in terms of lineage, I still feel it would be tainted if, let's say, uh, well, actually, let's save it. But you know, if, if a black superstar won the universal title, I still feel there'll be an asterisk on it. Like, okay, but no, no one has still won the WWE title. And so that, to me, I feel like somebody needs to win the WWE title. So I guess that's where wow. we differ so on. So you it. actually hold the the WWE title in higher esteem than the Universal Championship, just because you know we've had this discussion before of lineage. I mean, there's been like five or six Universal Champions. Unfortunately, also that belt seems cursed because everybody that gets it, something happens to them, uh, <laughs> and that's a different discussion for a different day. But I feel like it would be tainted. Uh, for, you know, let's say Bobby Lashley to win the universal title because really? people would still sleep on that title because they would say, oh, well, Vince didn't put it, uh, the WWE title, the flagship title on, on Bobby Lashley. He put the dinky universal title. So oh, I feel wow. I'm talking, I, and I think I'm feeling more, I'm talking more from a fan perspective. I feel like people would still be like, oh, well, you see Vince doesn't want to put his title on there. He'll put the universal title on him though. Just, just my opinion. Uh, so you actually see that's weird how we're sort of reversed on that. But right. yeah, I'd like to go through maybe the titles, lineages, and stuff, and maybe it'll, maybe you'll be able to convince me later on. But right now, I, I sort of feel the the opposite of you. Actually, that the universal title is. Of actually, course, you do. Yeah, I don't expect you to agree <laughs> with me on anything. Uh, but you know, this is cool, Brandon. Um, all jokes aside, this is cool because. You know, I think it was at episode eight. I listened back to it and I was like, man, Brandon mentioned something about the first black world champion and I cut him off. So I think it's cool that we get to kind of rectify it and do a whole segment on it because I think it is an important thing uh, in current WWE that in 2018, I I think we're going to see it pretty soon. You know, I mentioned the name Bobby Lashley. You know, there's a guy that I I think could have won it back in 2007, 2008 had he not left. And I think they were grooming him for the title. So I think he would have been the first black world uh, WWE champion, I should say, uh, but unfortunately left. So, I mean, I think he has a chance to rectify that. Now that he's back. Yeah, no, yeah, I think he could do it. Um, Maybe even Velveteen Dream if he comes up at some point. You know, it's it's funny. I didn't even put him in this conversation, like mentally, like when you, 
you're thinking so far ahead that's pretty cool man like right. i'm not even thinking of a velveteen dream call up i'm thinking of like people on the roster right, oh, the now. Roster right now yeah oh man I, you know for me outside of lashley i don't think really anybody else that they have on the roster but you know i say this and and this goes back to your argument of maybe they shouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it um you know they did hot shot gender right to the title how would you feel if they took someone like and i'm gonna mention a name you'll probably crack up as soon as i say as, as soon as i say it but what if they hot shot at apollo cruz to the title <laughs> never happened <laughs> <laughs> This is Why, what do you have against Apollo <laughs> Cruz? Look, Apollo Cruz is great. It's just he's not gonna win the Universal Championship. <laughs> you don't want it is. You don't want him representing you. Is what, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. You know. You know what? Um, I thought maybe Titus O'Neil was maybe another guy that could have possibly. Titus strap, but I'm right. not sure if he's from the doghouse or what what's going on. I think on he's him. winding down in terms yeah. of career. He's yeah, more he of a spokesperson and things like that. But like I kind of understand where you're coming from about Titus. It almost has nothing to do with wrestling ability or character. It's how that man is portrays himself in real life that it's like he could do so much with the WWE title, regardless of if he was the first black world champion or not. He's the kind of guy that you know, he's winning awards for father of the year. He's doing so much charity work outside. Like there's a guy you want as your WWE champion. It kind of sucks that, you know, maybe he never developed enough to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy, man. I, it, it sucks that he's kind of winding down. I, I think he probably had the the total package to, to do it. Um, but yeah, th those three guys, I think uh, right now that are, still kind of on the roster well i guess two of them anyway um lashley and uh titus and then i'm thinking maybe velveteen yeah or maybe guys yeah i wouldn't mind seeing see and i feel like on. how would you feel about velveteen he's a little more of a controversial character you know would and this this goes back to mike you know you saying you don't want them to just give it to somebody just because do you feel that the person who gets you know who is the first African American to, world champion? Do you feel that it should be he should be more of like a like a Ron Simmons character? No, like no, 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 portrayal? no, 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 none of that. He's he's a good character, man. As long as it's a good character, right? That's you know able to sort of get over and connect yeah. with the audience. You know, I think he's got what it takes, man. So yeah. you almost don't want it. To, you don't necessarily need it to be called attention to that he's no. the first. I got no, you. No, no. Okay. You no. Know, so yeah, I want somebody that, that that's good and deserving of it, and I I think he's got what it takes to do it. So gotcha. If I agree with you. He the kid has all the tools. He has all the tools to be a great superstar in the business. Oh, so I would I not be surprised. Uh, of course, uh, Kate Quick. You mean uh, our truth? Our truth, man. Our how, truth. How in the blue hell are you calling him Kate Quick? Hey, our truth. Truth TV. All right. Okay. That's yeah. So that's the other guy. Let me. Yeah. Well, let me get to who, you know, I personally want to see do it. Um, well, there's two guys, and they both happen to be in the same group. Um, I would love for the new day, either Kofi Kingston or Big E specifically, to get the WWE title, and 
you know, it, I would love to see a situation where it's both of them. And what I mean by that is maybe like there's dissension in the ranks. Kofi wins the title finally after all these years. They give him the rub. They give him the push. He wins the title. Causes dissension in the New Day. Big E takes it off of him. You know, turns heel and takes it off of him. I, I ultimately want to see Big E. If you had to really, really ask me who's who I want to see, Big E as the first Black World Champion. Uh, do you want to see him, you know, as New Day Big E or his own character? Does it even matter? I don't think it matters because I think he's talented enough now that he could do anything. Like, I, I'd give it a chance because if you told me freaking Bradshaw would have been WWE champion and big, been a good character, I just said, nah. But then he revamped his character and became a huge main eventer. Big E already shows that he's a credible main eventer. But I think that if he switched characters, he might have even more to offer that he hasn't shown yet. Yeah, so th- there's potential there. You know, they they got some potential on the roster, dude. So we'll and see you know what? I'll you know I think it's so cool that we we can discuss about like ten guys who can do it. You know what I mean? Up and down the roster. I remember you said this tongue in cheek, but I distinctively remember you saying like, growing up in the WWF, man, there was a time where the only black person in WWE was Devon Dudley. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember you saying that. And like, I, again, you said it tongue in cheek, but it was just like, you know, now we're at a different time, man. You know, we're at a different time. And that, it's it's so cool to see, you know, we have the women's evolution going on. Um, and then we, we're sitting here on a podcast talking about who we feel might be the first uh, black world champion. So let's make a bet right now. Do you think Bobby Lashley does it before Velveteen Dream. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say Bobby Lashley is your first universal champ, black universal champion. I think Leo Rush is going to get him into that main event uh, to win that title. Uh, honestly, honestly, I see, I, I see big things for that character. Leo Rush will be the key. Right. And I think I think it'll be like the missing puzzle piece from their their characters. Bobby Lashley holding up that world title. I mean, he added sunglasses this week, bro. <laughs> the sunglasses. He's got the posing down. Right. These are he just needs time. the title. He's got the headband. <laughs> he's ready. All jokes aside, what would it mean to you to see Bobby Lashley, for example, win the Universal title? Um. <laughs> it's it's weird to sort of sort of think about it because I I, I, de- I try not to think about it in those terms. I, I, I definitely I think it would be historic because I just don't think it's happened. I don't think there's been a black champion of the company title yet. So in that case, it'll at least be you know a first. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think you know Lashley is good enough to certainly have a run with the title i don't think it would just be like a, a charity case thing so we'll see where it goes man if they got if they got a good story to tell you know i think they should try it out you know see where it goes yeah and ultimately i like your take on it that it shouldn't just be done to do it you know what i mean like just because they're like oh we haven't had one so let's give it to them like you i think it's cool that you're like no i want it to be somebody who actually has earned the universal title and to me, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley all day. Like I said, one of the members of the New Day, 
Like you have some viable contenders for that WWE title now. So any final thoughts, Brandon? Don't sleep on our truth and your TV. I know. I, I pretty much cut you off from talking about him, so I apologize. <laughs> Get this man a title shot before Bobby Lashley. Maybe he'll face Daniel Bryan. Book it. <laughs> Steve Vince. Dance break. <clears throat> Come on, Brandon. Vince wants to dance. Everybody loves the chicken jive. Dude, I think, you know, we'd be remiss. We'd be remiss if we don't talk about Booker T, man. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder why they didn't get a chance to pull the trigger on Booker T. Because to me, Booker T, forget skin color and everything. Booker T was one of the guys, the it guys in the wrestling business. I love Booker T. He's one of the greatest of all time. And the fact that he didn't win that title at WrestleMania 19, I think was very, very damaging. But at the same time, you see, that goes back to it. If he had won it at WrestleMania 19, it was still the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. That's another thing. So it's like, how, how do you work that out? Would have counted the same. And, the, and we've had a discussion about that because I said, you know what? He did win the world heavyweight title as King Booker. And that is still the equivalent of the WWE title. And your argument was, yeah, but it's not the real title. Right. So, I mean, this is something we could probably debate about for days because it's like, do we count Booker T towards that argument? I feel you, you might, you might not be able to, because I feel Booker T should have won the big WWE title. Well, we'll see. I wonder what sort of people think out in the, uh, Twitterverse and the internet. <laughs> Like, I mean, hit what, us up. What, what title, yeah, what title do you think doesn't matter? Prestige or title? Is it championship? Is it championship? You know, do you hold, hold you know, the ECW, the WWE ECW belt in the same regard as, you know, the WWE <laughs> ECW title? Oh my yeah. God. Don't even put that into the discussion. I, I, hey, it was, it was a title, you know, they had a show for it. It had its own show. They didn't call title. it, they, in, in the original ECW, they called it the ECW heavyweight title. Whereas right. in WWE, they called it the ECW title. So it wasn't even identified <laughs> as a world championship. As a world championship belt. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, do you argue that it wasn't even a world championship belt? How does it compare to let's the... keep to the topic at hand, which is yeah. this do you consider the fact that Booker T winning the world heavyweight title in the WWE? Do you consider that the equivalent of winning the WWE title at the same time? Right? I say no, but I wonder what people think. Cool. Let so let's know. put that, let's put that in the Twitterverse. The Instagram of us. <laughs> but anyway, Brandon, I do want to thank you for being on our show. Thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to join us and give us your your amazing insight. Thank you. Thank you for that. I got nothing but time. <laughs> Anything else you want to say to our fans? Maybe promote something of yours? You know what? Promote yourself. You know, nobody can do it like you <laughs> to yourself. Strong words from a strong man. Can he foe your thoughts? Now, Brandon, before I forget, I do want to tell everybody, episode 11 next week, not only is it Thanksgiving week, and we're still doing an episode, that's how dedicated we, sorry, I am to the podcast. Well, yeah, because I'm probably going to be eating. Right, you're so. probably going to be eating, so who knows. 
but we actually do have a special guest who has volunteered. He wanted to, he specifically wanted to be on this episode of the podcast because what? he's going to NXT takeover war games on Saturday. So he wants to discuss some current events, something he's not used to. That is Wesley Avendano from flashback wrestling. You might've heard me as well as Brandon on his podcast. He's a pretty popular podcast talking about wrestlers from yesteryear, but he, he was like, you know what? I don't talk current events a lot. I'm going live to a current event. I want to talk about it on your podcast. And I said, hell yeah, we won't even have Brandon on if I have my way. Wait, so he's pulling an invasion angle. Uh, right. He, so, so Flashback Wrestling is invading our podcast next week. And crap. Brandon's pretty much going to defect to his side because he's a follower and not a leader. And hey. this is going to be Invasion 2001 all over again. I'd rather be a swallower. A follower? No. Yeah, that's what I meant. All right, guys. Episode 10 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Did want to give one more shout out. That's to Instagram user TMAC underscore Ripcash. He provided us some great feedback that I promised I'd read on air to uh, right now. So his comment says, great content and good luck with the podcast, guys. I just subscribed and listened to episode nine and it was very dope. Salute. Thanks so much for that feedback, man. It, it's things like that, messages like that that keep us going and make us feel like maybe we are making a difference in this world. Well, at least me. Not Brandon. Wait, Tracy McGrady just subbed to our <laughs> channel. No, no, this is another T Mac. Oh, well, that's but, still cool though. But still, bro, I, I I appreciate it, man. Like I said to you, uh, thanks so much. Just wanted to give you that shout out. Now I do want to remind everybody: subscribe to us on YouTube. We are posting full video versions of the podcast now every Sunday at six p.m. Um, but you can also check us out on Fridays when we drop our audio uh, episodes. That's on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play Music, wherever the hell you get your podcast at this point. We're there. All right, Brandon? We're there are on, we on time. Brandon's, are we on podcast one, Brandon? <laughs> we'll have to make that happen. You always find a way to ruin the podcast <laughs> before we go off. Damn it, we would be on Westwood one if anything. Speaking of which, Edge of Christian show is coming back on Friday, so I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah. That's the show that inspired this show because I was like, two friends having a good time talking about wrestling. Gee, that sounds like fun. So episode Hasn't been fun. Yes, yeah, true. I probably should have brought a friend on. <laughs> but with that being said, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good day. Brandon, anything you have to say? Good night, everybody. And yeah. don't I take home strangers this ain't what that I you don't know. Guess everybody here is just gone soft. I had to step away, but I'm back and I can't explain how I found my purpose and yet they all lost. Y'all the reason these people believe in stars. I believe in carnage and telling them who's in charge. I was once supposed to be running the ship. Now I'ma take the captains and place them at the bottom of the barge. I don't see your talent cause you're lacking all ambition. I don't think you're grasping the platform that you've been given. I won't sing your praises and tell you that you're amazing. I'd be lying to your faces. You know it, but you just won't admit it. <laughs> I am no longer chosen. I'm choosing y'all. And I don't care who's in charge or who's involved. Cause I showed up again to prove you wrong And I feel like I've been waiting way too long Now you're out of time
Yeah.